people. Thank you for being here with us. Whether you're listening or watching live, hopefully you're watching live and you can ask Janelle questions because what a wealth of knowledge we have here today. Um, the whole point of this podcast, as you guys know, is business should be better. Like it, should be, it can be better and it should be. And so this whole purpose of the podcast is to help business owners achieve more profit, freedom, and happiness. I want people to be happy. I want them to love their businesses. Um, and Janelle and I have been, uh, we've worked together. We've indirectly worked together. We've been in a group together. We have been crossing paths for, I think, since I started my business almost seven years ago. So would you say you've been yeah, in around there eight years then for you? Yeah, pretty much. Amazing. And every time, every time I've uh, interacted with Janelle, she's been positive, helpful, authentic, and she's helped me improve myself. So um, I am really excited to have her introduce herself and then get into this awesome, hot topic of how do we get to the top of Google without paying for Google Ads. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much, Kelly, for having me today. I'm super excited to be chatting today about SEO specifically. Um, but yeah, Janelle Wensley, owner of Inspire Marketing and Media. So I've been doing marketing for about, I'd say probably 15 years-ish. I started right out of school. Um, I went to the Lethbridge College and did the multimedia production course because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I niched into video. I really liked video, so that's kind of where I started. And then I had a lot of business owners. My mom's an entrepreneur as well. So I had a lot of business owners being like, how do you do this? How do you set up your Google My Business? How do you, you know, build a website? What's hosting? What's domain? All that kind of stuff. So I was doing that a lot for people and then decided to branch out and, and start a kind of a marketing company where I had a business partner. And a couple of years later, we actually split up. He wanted to kind of focus and niche down and I wanted to be broad and be just the answer for everyone in marketing, basically doing it themselves, DIY, whatever it may be just being that kind of back burner for people to be able to rely on because there's so much information and how do you figure out what's working and what's not. And yeah, yeah we've flourished. I did a hundred thousand dollars more last year than I even set my goal to. So super pumped about that. Just in the works of hiring a fifth in person COVID. in COVID. Yes, exactly. Uh, kind of two types of people. I was the one that was really just like, Hey, say F you COVID let's do it. And what can I do to for business owners to think outside the box to really just explode their business and maximize whatever they can during these times? Obviously, some businesses couldn't because they had to be shut down. But, you know, can we do an online store? Can we get them, you know, their website up and running? I worked with a lot of people in the summer who were like, literally, if you do not get me my website and my e-commerce store set up, I am have no sales coming in the door. So we are frantically working like 14 hour days, seven days a week for like three months. And so it's stressful, very stressful, but uh, it's very rewarding. And I love what I do every day and giving time back, giving money back, figuring out where the best resources are for each niche, each industry, what's working, what's not working, figuring that out, because that's a big piece to it, too. And strategizing on, you know, individual business and just how to grow them, how to make them better and bigger. Just exactly what you said. So, yeah, wow. so that's a little about, about me and we have a little office in Lethbridge, Alberta. And um, yeah, so we, we enjoy awesome. it. We're all working from home, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. So yeah, we're going to talk about SEO today. I didn't learn a lot of it in school, to be honest with you. Um, me either. It's just such a moving industry. I, I did. It's a lot self-taught, to be honest. Yeah. A I lot have. of trial and error. I made, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes. So now I know how to make a lot of right things right and make things work. So 
um, yeah, learn from my mistakes. So we're going to talk about SEO because why, why is it so important now? Because everyone is stuck inside, because you said. It, yeah. And it's basically your word of mouth now, really. It's another avenue. We have to have different avenues. I work with a lot of people who are like, yeah, word of mouth has pretty much gotten me through the last 10 years of my business. And that's how we've survived. But uh, now people aren't having those conversations. So how can you have those different avenues and different strategies to kind of combat that? And yeah, what we're going to be talking about today is S SEO. So search engine optimization, just in case you're unfamiliar with it. Basically what it is, if you type something in, you know, buy a house in Lethbridge, buy a house in Toronto, whatever restaurant you want to go to, it will pop up on, on Google. So the first search, so we're not talking about the ads at the top. But then the next uh, kind of one right after that basically is what we're talking about. So it's an organic way that Google ranks your website and basically slots it in uh, according to whatever information you put on it. So basically what we're going to be talking today, SEO, that's going to how, how we're going to get your information and your website and your business relevant enough for, so that Google says, hey, this is a great business. We want to promote this at the very top because it's going to give the consumer the most information that they need possible. And get them what they want, right? So if you sell bikes, but you also sell, I don't know, what else would you sell if you sell bikes? Tires or pogo sticks or, you know, uh, <laughs> other toys, I don't know. Uh, and you type in, you know, buy a bike and a pogo stick comes up, then obviously that's not the relevant information that they want, right? So like searching your landing page, that's great, but they want the relevant information. So if you're selling shoes, take them to the shoe page take them to the video page, not just SEO, marketing, social media, like I do a lot of things, right? So if you want specific social media tools or resources, then I want you to go to my social media page, right? So um, yeah, but tracking back, there's a lot of like, what words should you be targeting? Let's start right at the beginning, because honestly, like I met a hugely successful entrepreneur a couple of months ago, and I've been... Uh, working with her and she's just she's out in Vancouver and she's just brilliant and she is so successful she didn't have a google listing and I was like what you don't so like some people don't even have a google listing and so like yeah. let's start there you know like if and we're gonna yeah. my commitment is to get get this done by seven but I mean like I know people would rather know for sure what to do than be off right at seven o'clock so if you don't mind then I would love to start like right get a Google listing, like, okay, Google, get a Google listing. Like that's as simple as yeah. that is, right? Get that set up. Yeah. So sorry, it's called Google my business. The first thing that you need to have for SEO is a website, right? So you have to have a website. Yeah. You can't really rank on Google without having a website. Now Google has one. You could do a GoDaddy site or a Wix site. Now there's a lot more things you can do with say like a, a WordPress site than you can do with a Wix or a Squarespace, but they do have built-in tools that you can do. So what I would do is how I would start out any of my clients. If they don't have a website, obviously build a website, whatever means you have, even Google has their own website that you can just put in your information and it's a basic site. Um, but once you have that, yeah, then Google my business. Obviously you have to have a trade name, like you have to have a business name to be able to set this up. You need to know if it's gonna be a brick or mortar, there's some information, but it's relatively easy. Literally Google, Google my business, and then it's going to prompt you to get started and just prompt, go through the whole, um, every question, basically, it will ask you just to I type wanna, it in. I wanna, I'm going to pause then, you at points. Yeah, just because okay. some people, like this was me watching a video. I'm trying to get my AirPods to work five minutes before a meeting. But like 
some people need this to be like broken down and they can like pause it and stuff. But like, so number one, you got to have a website. So whether that's somebody like you built it for them or Google now provides an option for like a, a yeah, kind of it's a, just kind of like a one pager. You just right. fill in the yeah. information. I wanted to really enhance before you like not enhance, but like drive home for people before you moved on was like, you can Google so much stuff. And like when I, like when somebody asks me a question, it's really hard for me not to be like, uh, I just Googled it. Here's the link. Like, you know, like there's right. so much yeah. information on there. So if you're older, you're not like super hip with social media or you're just dipping your toe in or whatever, you can literally Google whatever question you have and there will be a lot of help on there. So don't yeah. tell yourself short. You can Google lots of stuff. So if and literally there is like YouTube videos step-by-step Google themselves has a lot of resources on this um, help documents just like, you know, you can print it off step-by-step or you can watch a video and pause it as you go step-by-step through it. Um, But it does usually just prompt you. So it'll literally just next put in your business name, you put in your business name next. Right. So it is relatively easy, but the biggest piece with Google, my business is once you send so in the States, it's a little bit different. They actually can get a text message code now, which is so much better. But in what? Canada, it's an old school snail mail. So postcard. So they're going to send you a postcard. Now, this is the biggest step that people tell your admin staff, tell your staff, everyone, do not throw that code away. Do not recycle it. Yeah. yeah, do not throw it out. And I do have a picture somewhere of the actual code. So maybe I can send it to you after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it literally, it's 14 days. It will take 14 days. COVID maybe, I don't know, hundred percent, but every time I, it's always been 14 days. So you have to put in your brick and mortar store. Now, if you don't have a brick and mortar store, just put your home address. You can change it after you just, you have to have that physical address to be able to get that code. It can be a nightmare if you have to go longer than that. Like if you have to resend the code and it's annoying and there's not very much support on it because it is a free tool once you get that code you want to make sure you know which email address that you associated to it with you have to have a gmail email this is also another problem is that you get an employee to set it up with their email or you change your email just make sure you write it down put it on a google sheet or a password sheet if you're old school and you have like a book just write it down somewhere so that you can remember which email it's with I spend hours trying to hack people's Google My Business, try to figure out where it is. Uh, so remember that email address, take that code, and you're going to sign into your, into your Google My Business. And then you're going to put that code into verify. It should pop right up and just say verify Google code. Click on that button, put the code in there. Now it's verified. So then it should automatically log you in. It's very similar to Facebook. It's just Google, right? So left-hand side, they have info. Uh, website, go through every single one of those, just click on it and fill it out to the best of your abilities. So fill out every single thing you possibly can fill out. Couple things to remember. Yeah. So keywords. So I might just bring it up just so I can be super accurate about it. Yeah. But you want to make sure that your address is consistent wherever you have it. Okay. Okay? So if you have it on your website, so for instance, my address, I have a number 203 316th street south right so the number 203 is kind of annoying because it's like a suite number inside of a building right so you want to make sure that on your website your facebook page your google listing everywhere your address is that you have like a profile for uh it's the same so for instance for mine i have like a 
number sign 203-316 street. So you want it to be the exact same everywhere. So on the left-hand side, it will have your business profile. It'll say home, posts, info, insight, reviews. So you just want to go through, click on each one of those, and you just want to fill out every single information that you possibly can on Google My Business. Now, this is probably my biggest tip. If you haven't filled one out already, this pretty much ranked me in about two, two weeks. So this was the quickest thing that I did that ranked me very, very quickly. So relatively new, when you start a website, it's going to take some time for Google to slot you in. Now there's some things that you can do to proact, like to make that go quicker. Now Google My Business is the biggest tool that I think that you can do to help that. So fill that information in as, as much as you possibly can, and then start to collect reviews. Just like word of mouth, everyone, oh yeah, best form of advertising is word of mouth, right? Google reviews will one, help your SEO rankings and your business rank higher on Google. So people are more likely to see it. Two, consumers look at that stuff, especially now more than ever, right? We used to go into the store and then we would get the expertise from the business owner. But now we go to Google to figure out which business owner we're going to use based on their reviews. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to have 1,400. I'm just saying consistently, you know, I get one a week or one a month or just always, every time you do business with someone, just ask them for a Google review. You don't have to, you know, bribe them with a gift card or anything like that, but just, just ask. Asking yeah. is the biggest thing. And you'd be surprised how many people will actually give you a Google review. Yeah. Like do yeah. a splendid job, then ask, right? And also right. I would make yeah. sure they leave comments, right? Sorry, I'm probably just taking everything out of your head. Oh, sorry. that's fine. All good, all good. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a big one too. Obviously, when someone gives you a Google review, you're going to get a notification. You should get a notification, um, you know, on your phone or whatever. And go into your Google My Business and respond back to them. So like thank them for, you know, their business or thank them for giving you a review or like what you just want to kind of give them a compliment and like maybe kind of create the conversation. Because Google looks at if you don't, if you don't respond back to them, they're going to kind of give you an X and say, eh this business owner isn't very engaged. They're not really interactive. And then the second thing, Google loves when you do Google things. So everything that Google does, just do it because they like that and they're going to rank you better. Okay. So then once your Google My Business is filled out, now we have to do a couple different things. So there's kind of a couple different streams. Basically, there's the back end of your website. So that's the back end SEO. So there's a lot of things that you can do on there. So there's two things you need to appeal to. You need to appeal to consumers, which is people that are going to buy your products and services, which is probably the most important part. Then you have to compute compete to a computer who is Google. So basically, I always do this analogy. There's like these little robots that go to your website and they scan it and they figure out what is on this website and what is it about and how can I slot that in on Google and where is going to be the most relevant. Why is Google better than Yahoo and Bing? Well, because you actually get what you're looking for. Consumers actually find what they're looking for. If I'm looking for bikes, I actually find bikes. On Yahoo or Bing, most of the time, I don't find what I'm looking for. Does that make sense? You go so, on Yahoo and Bing? Well, no, but I have to because there is some good stuff there. Because really? Google and, and yeah, so Yahoo and Bing, for older generations, if you go into like Safari or depending on your browser, it'll be automatically populated on like Microsoft versus Mac, whatever computer you have. Sometimes they're pre preset. 
So my grandpa, for instance, he doesn't know the difference between Yahoo and Bing and Google. So he's, it's just the default is Yahoo. So he always goes to Yahoo. So there is, depending on the business and depending on the niche, there is a slot of, you know, let's say 10% that you might be able to kind of steal from Yahoo and Bing, just depending on your clientele. But yeah, so there is a little bit of room for there. And then it does help with your Google rankings as well. So it does help the more the oh. more you are on the internet, the more popular you are, basically. So then Google says, oh, okay, well, Yahoo and Bing have huge credibility. They're a huge source and they have a lot of traffic. That is a kind of a little key piece. It's not going to like make or break your life, but it, it's just good to have those uh, listings Everything claimed as well. Like all yeah, these so, things are so helpful. Right, exactly. So just like Google My Business has their own listing, Bing and Yahoo have their own listing profiles as well. So it's very similar. And sometimes if you have other tools set up, you can actually connect the two. So it's really simple. All you got to do is press a button. Um, but yes, Yahoo and Bing, just I think it's Bing Webmaster Tool is what it's called. So definitely claim that one too. So it's very similar to Google My Business. I probably won't go through the whole step-by-step. -step. Um, it's been a while since I've done one, but yeah, um, yeah, so those are things that you want to claim. So Yelp is another one. It's a big popular one. Obviously having Facebook and Instagram, all your social media accounts connected to your website is going to give you a check mark in Google's eyes. Okay. okay. So continuing on with backend SEO, like I can talk for days about this stuff. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm trying to work on a course to do this step-by-step, -step, have a checklist and videos and step-by-step -step stuff. But I, it's been like a year and I, I need to get my, I need to get my shit together really. But anyways, okay. So backend SEO. So there's things called meta tags and H1 tags that you need to be able to fill out for each page of your website. So there is a plugin. So most of my stuff is going to be WordPress sites because that's what we work with mostly. So if you have a WordPress uh, website, this is going to be the tools that you should probably, well, you should get on your website. So the first one is called Yoast. So it's Y-O-A-S-T SEO plugin. So if you just go into your plugins, search for it, there's a free tool and then there's a paid version as well. But all you need to do is do the free version. So this is really going to tell you, basically it's going to put kind of like a chunk of uh, a chunk of something on each of your pages and it's going to tell you what to put in there and how, if it's good or if it's bad. So basically it's just oh. a description of each page on your website, telling Google what it is. Wow. So it'll rank you depending on the content, right? So content is a huge piece of your website because Google can read content. Google cannot read a photo unless you tell it what it is. Yeah, like name it a keyword, like the file. Yeah, so, or whatever the picture is, right? Because obviously your products and services are gonna be relevant to the pictures. So instead of image 24.jpg, right? Because you labeled it just for some random thing, like even stock image, if you're going to use stock image, obviously, it's best to use, you know, in house photos, but I would rather a, a beautiful stock photo than a super blurry, you know, dark photo of your office, right? But yeah, you want to label those photos so that Google can read it too. Does that make sense? So yeah. when you're uploading photos or text, it can read the text, but it can't read the photos. That's why people put the words on video at the bottom because Google can read the words, right? You put a transcript on the back end of it. Where do people find these keywords that they should be putting everywhere? Right. Okay. So I'm, I haven't got there quite yet. There are some oh, tools. Sorry. 
I'm uh, so excited. So the, this is so amazing. I, I know it's so hard to know kind of where to go with this, but yeah. So anyways, the back end of SEO. So there's one more thing that people do not do and they need to do. It's called an XML map. So it's a site map in consumer terms. So a site map is basically a page on your website. Think about it as like a, like a spider web or like a chart, a flow chart. So okay. basically what that's doing is telling Google each page and which one's most important. Does that make sense? So like for myself, obviously marketing is a super important thing because it's more kind of broad, but then you niche it down into video, social media, SEO specific pages. So that when I'm ranking Inspire Marketing Media slash SEO, then Google knows that I'm focusing on SEO. So if anyone searches for SEO marketing, SEO DIY, all those types of things, then that's the page that I want to come up. So that's how Google has this huge, great algorithm because it's just super niched. So the niche, the more niche you are, the better in that case, because you want to have specific pages for every product or service, right? So that's why e-com is so good because if I'm looking for white shoes, you know, sneakers or, you know, high heels versus running shoes, right? Like I don't really want to see running shoes if I'm looking for high heels. Does that make sense? So I'm going to leave really quickly if, if you bring high heels up when I'm looking for sneakers. So you got you to gotta submit a sitemap to Google. Now there's a couple tools that you can do this with, okay? So the very first thing is like, it's okay, whatever. You're just throwing all this money up in the air, doing all these different things. But it's like, how do you know one, what keywords to use? How am I going to stack my content with those words? And what should I be focusing on, right? Because this can take a lot of time if you're selling all these shoes and all these different brands. Like, how do you know where to go? So the first, there's three tools that I would say to set up on your website right off the bat. Google Analytics. Google Analytics is basically a free, another free tool from Google, which Google gives you, gives you all of this stuff for free. So Google Analytics, it's a little tri tricky tricky to set up, but it's pretty much similar to the Google My Business. You just have to copy the code and put it onto your website. When you create a Google Analytics, basically it's just telling, you can tell everything. Who clicked on what button, who clicked on what product. It, it, oh man, there's so much data in there that you probably won't even know what the heck half of it is. But it will tell you how much traffic you're getting. What's the most popular thing you know, the, the mobile versus desktop, and then something called bounce rate. So the number one thing is traffic. If you have more traffic than me, it doesn't really matter what I do, you are going to beat me, right? Longevity. If you've been online longer than me, 10 years on the website versus five years, then, you know, you're going to outrank me. But I can outrank you if you're not doing some of these things, okay? So Google Analytics, set that up. It doesn't take very long. Again, Google it, Go how to set up Google Analytics, step-by-step yeah. -step videos, you know, PDFs, whatever. And then the one thing that people always miss is Google Console, okay? Mm -hmm. So Google Console is where you're going to be able to search for those words and those keywords. Once you have that set up and you submit it, sometimes it takes about 48 hours to kind of populate, but you should be able to see what you're currently already ranking for and how many people have searched that keyword pertaining to uh, your industry, right? So if someone searches marketing, I can say, okay, well, I'm ranked, you know, the second position or the first position for that particular word. And, you know, 1400 people searched for it in, you know, Lethbridge area kind of thing, right? So depending on, there's also local SEO versus 
you know, all of Canada, or if you want to do like North America kind of type deal. Um, but yeah, so those are the three tools. If you can't track it, then what are you, what are you doing? Like, how do you know if it's working or not? Right. So we want to make sure that we're tracking that. Um, that's the biggest thing for there. So those are the three things that I would suggest to just start right off the bat, because then Google will tell you what is wrong with your website. So Google's very picky. If your text is too small on mobile, or it's not mobile friendly, then it's going to give you an X. So I always like to think about it as like a big checklist. They never give you the 100% formula for it. But if you, you know, will hook it to Facebook, boom, they're going to give you a check mark. If you have a privacy policy, they're going to give you a check mark. If you have a security, so SSL, basically, it's just this fancy uh, thing that you can get with your hosting that just charges you more money for really more security, more secure site. Um, so when you go to a website, it has the HTTPS, there's the S, if they have the S, then it's, it has an SSL, you can get it in any of your hosting platforms. So like Bluehost, um, HostGator, Flywheel, WordPress, all of those different things. SSL is super, super important. And you can just get your webmaster to set it up or just go into your hosting account and say, hey, I want SSL or why don't I have SSL? and they'll just add it on there. And it's just a certificate that Google likes. So then that's another check mark. What did you say before you said hook it to Facebook, get SSL. So after the Google console. That was pretty much it. Then I just went to hosting. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So, so hosting and domain and your website. So your website is, I always use the house analogy because people don't understand what hosting is or domain. So if you're going to buy a house, right, you have to buy the land, which is, hosting okay so it's a space in the in the universe or in the cloud where your your website is hosted okay that's the land and then the house is the website so you build the walls of the house and the wall uh, the pages of the website and then the domain is actually the address right so my address to my office is number 203 316 street south lethbridge alberta right so that would be inspired www.inspiremarketingmedia.ca does that make sense? Yeah, I like so that. So just in case, yeah, so just in case you guys don't understand that, um, hosting is very important, okay? So speed has been one of the biggest increases in uh, helping with SEO. So the speed of your site, if it does not load quickly, people leave very quickly. So I would say if it doesn't load within three seconds, um, you need to, to increase your hosting package or find a different provider because it should not be taking that long. Um, Optimizing your foot. On, yeah, on mobile, on desktop, it doesn't matter. If it's slow, you need to change something. So maybe optimizing your photos. So people will buy stock photo and it's like a billion pixels big and then they upload it to their website. It takes a really long time, but it looks awesome. But it's slowing your site down like crazy. If you have, you know, 35,000 e-commerce products, I'm gonna probably say that's gonna slow down your site a smidgen, right? So just that as much as you possibly can and making sure that um yeah don't lose quality you want good photos but you want to make sure that you do that um and then what's called cdn so cdn in some providers so we do hosting and domains and it's actually free uh basically what that's saying for canadian it's really important to have canadian servers uh godaddy will tell you they have canadian servers but like okay toronto great that's awesome we're not all just in toronto um, but, uh, yeah, so CDN is something that has Canadian servers. So basically what's happening is like, think about it as a cell tower. 
So there's, let's say there's three cell towers, one in BC, one in Toronto. But if I'm in Alberta, which one's closer, right? You want it to maybe come from Montana because that's closer. So it's going to load faster. Does that make sense? So they say, oh, I have, you know, 50 servers that your website's going to be hosted on are going to be coming from, um, but they're not. They're all like super far away from, from Alberta or whatever, right? So CDN is a Canadian-based one. So you have one in Alberta, you have one in BC, you have one in Toronto, you have one in the States, in New Jersey. Like there's like two or three different ones all around so that it doesn't matter where people are searching for you. Uh, it's right there. So usually it's about five to 10 bucks a month. So it is kind of expensive. Um, but we just throw it into our, our package just because it's, it's, it's going to make me look better because it's going to help you with your SEO. Right. So that speeds up your, your site and Google really likes it. Is, Question. Is the server part of the house analogy or server is like a cell tower you said? Yeah, it's like a cell tower, but yeah, it's like the land where you're, where you where you're at basically so like i think i'm writing your course for you right now yeah pretty much right it's like the cloud right like your photos on your phone they're they're somewhere in the cloud but like if you had to go all the way to new york to get them or all the way to edmonton to get them which one I'm would you rather do right now <laughs> okay just so, shut up mom i'll call you later and explain all this yeah. <laughs> it's just it's really hard yeah hosting so it's just like the imaginary plate. Like it just, it takes longer. Further away it is. Somebody, yeah, further away it is, the longer it's going to take for your website to load. So the closer you are, but then obviously there's consumers all over the world, hopefully looking at your website, right? So if someone in Toronto looks at my website, the my website's going to come from Toronto because there's a server there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Why do they do that for free? Actually, we don't have time. Please keep going. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's not for free, but like most okay. people do charge for it. Okay. Anyways. And then security. So security is super, super important because if you get malware on your site or uh, somebody hacks your site, which is huge right now, COVID, I don't care. Just spend the money, spend the hundred dollars because it's so much better than having to go line by line by line and figure out where they put uh, inserted bad malware code into your website and it can cause thousands of dollars to repair it and Google hates it. What's the best so just best security? to security. Um, well, most like GoDaddy and, and HostGator and all those kind of companies, they do have added security that you can get. Um, it'll range from anywhere from like five to $25 a month kind of thing. Updating your plugins. If you use, if you used a theme to build your website, that's fine, but you got to update because they can come through the, through the theme if you don't update it that's why you know when someone hacks your phone you gotta update your phone that's why right your credit cards all that kind of stuff that's why every two years you got to get a new credit card or that's why they want you to update your phone because hackers can figure that stuff out right that's why they're always changing it so just once make sure I, that you have added security once i was in my website and i clicked oh this is update and i clicked it and my website person was like please don't ever do that again like I don't know. What, right. Like, yeah. Let them do that. If you have well, one person. Yeah. To be honest, and it's obviously it's kind of a plug for me too, but just kind of have a, at least a web person in your back pocket because yes, Absolutely. you can update plugins and it will break the site. It kind of depends on which. Yeah. And backups, backups, backups. So in my hosting provider, we have daily backups. So every time you do a change to anything, uh, whether it's my customers or myself, we have daily backups because you don't want to lose your site. If you pay $10,000 or five grand on a site, you got to have a backup, right? Yeah. You got to have a backup. So 
Um, you know, GoDaddy charges like a million dollars for it and it's ridiculously priced, but um, just, but do a backup. Do your research on your hosting company. That's all I have to say. Have okay. good support, have good support. If all of a sudden your site goes down, what are you going to do? Um, so there's another tool, it's called Uptime monitoring okay. so a lot of people don't don't know this but go or godaddy is very bad for it sorry i like i do use godaddy but i'm gonna kind of bash them a bit your site goes down sometimes it will just randomly go down for half an hour or 20 minutes or two minutes here two minutes there i have a million like probably almost a billion dollar company who i work for who their old hosting company literally they'd be down for hours and they had no idea no idea so this basically all this does is every time your site goes down or there's like kind of like an issue with a page, it will notify you. It's free. So just put in your URL and prompt it and you will get notifications. If you notice that you're hosting all of a sudden I'm going down, you know, two, three times a week, that's going to give an X to Google. So you want to make sure that you're online as much as possible, right? You're also losing a lot of traffic to your website as well. So I can't believe it's 645 already. This is nuts. I have, I barely, like no. I have so much more to talk about. Like I could go on for like four hours. Keep going quick. Um, okay. What else do we got here? Okay. So that's kind of back end stuff. Uh, front end stuff is basically the look, the consumer feel to it. So if you can keep consumers to your website, make them click on multiple pages, this is going to really, really help. So if you have an e-com store, oh my gosh, if you're going like B2C, oh man, you guys got it in like lockdown, like dresses, for instance, if you're looking for wedding dresses, it's like a magazine, just keep them going onto page after page after page, because you can actually track that in your Google analytics. You can see, okay, they went to the homepage. Now they went to this page. Now they went to this page. Oh, they stopped. Now what? We're using a whole bunch of traffic on you know, this page. So why? What is, what's wrong with this page? Is it something we can tweak or change to entice people to stay on that, that uh, onto your site, right? So that's going to really help. And that's what you want to look for the bounce rate uh, in your Google Analytics as to people and what are they staying on the site for? What are they looking for? What are they searching for? Well, then now we can create content to entice them in those specific keywords to be able to rank you for those items. Going back to Google My Business, they actually just introduced, it's called products, uh, what is it? Products and I think services tab. It's like kind of at the bottom, midway on the left-hand side, fill those out as much information as you possibly can have, okay? Yes. So you can put pricing on there, you can put your items on there, you can basically sell your e-com on there. It's it's a huge tool that will, is very easy for Google to understand of like what you're actually selling or what your business is. Um, and then keyword rank tracking. Okay. So this is how, this is where I would start to figure out what words that you're actually want, wanting to search for. Obviously, you know, if you're like me, a marketing company, right? Marketing is a keyword, you know, marketing company, um, you know, website design, right? Like those are the keywords that I would want to kind of start with. But um, if you have a Google ads account, it's free to set up. You can actually go into Google planner and like look at those words and type in a word. So like, let's say realtor, for instance, it's like, I don't know, nine bucks per click or something like that. Like it's huge, obviously very competitive industry, right? But you can basically kind of look at those words and those ones would be the ones I'd probably target. The higher the cost per click, those are the ones I would kind of go after first. Um, I use SEO Buddy. So it's kind of a really good, he's a really good like step-by-step -step learner. Um, you can buy kind of courses and stuff like that to be able to just kind of keep up with 
where SEO is going, you know, what's working, what's not. SEO Buddy is like a course that you do or like uh, somebody you follow? Well, yeah, somebody I follow. He does do some like, you know, he'll give you like free downloads of this and that and just like how to rank Google My Business or optimize it and stuff like that. But yeah, so he's really good. There was another one that I was going to share. I really like Neil Patel. Yeah. Um, he's he, on a huge, like big, big scale. So blogging obviously is a good thing to do. You know, any, any sort of new content and updating, you always want to let Google know like what you're doing and um, submit that to them. Cause they don't come to your site every day. They'll come maybe once or twice a month, maybe every two months, unless you tell them to come back. Right. By adding content or how do you tell them to come back? Uh, so resubmitting. So that's in the Google console. You're going to resubmit your sitemap or you're going to resubmit your just your URL to your website and say, hey, Google, look at me. Come back to my site and scan this page. And you can actually tell them which specific pages to scan. Uh, so, yeah, so that's a really good that'll just make it faster and quicker. So Google console is it's basically just Google telling you what's wrong with your site. So it'll tell you like the, you know, the text is too small or it's not working on mobile or this page is not right. Um, having a 404 page of like, this isn't a relevant, you know, topic, um, making sure that you have your, like a contact page about us page that gives credibility to Google to say, okay, this is a legit business. Um, you know, we trust it. It gives it, gives you just kind of credibility, credibility to have that on your page. So just making sure that, um, yeah, if, if we had a website that Google was like, this is the best site ever, the consumers would hate it. So there's that balance, right, of between like the consumer and Google. Obviously, we have to get it found and people have to see it. But you could spend $10,000 on your site and rank on the 17th page of Google and no one's going to find you, right? So how can you get that rankings up and how can you get on there right so google maps uh apple maps everybody always misses apple maps so there's the two pieces on i have like i'm an apple fan sorry so i have apple and and uh you go on the one and they're like well i don't know why don't i show up on here i'm like well because that's apple maps that's not google maps you you show up on google maps right so now you have to get an apple account so your apple id i actually have an inspired marketing media one where we have a an apple login so then now it can get into like all the um, the GMC cars and stuff. They can actually plug it into the, the, their GPS. And then I rant, you know what I mean? Like I, it's not really super applicable for me because I'm a marketing agency and I get traffic a lot of the time, but like for a restaurant, like a taxi driver, Uber, you know, they can find you. So having that information is, is really important. Those are the two profiles that I would recommend adding to your list of things to do. But yeah, it, it's it's hard to know what websites you guys are like hosted on. So if you're using a web, uh, WordPress or sorry, Square or Wix, stuff like that, they have their own, basically it will just say, what are your keywords? And then you just type in the words for each page. They might do H1 tags. I'm not hundred percent sure. It's been a while since I worked on one of them. Uh, but yeah, so that kind of stuff, it's, it's a lot of information. So I, much. Yeah. It's, it's 33 things actually that I wrote down. Yeah. Like oh, you've given awesome. us so much more than I thought. The And the one thing I was going to ask you about that I thought you would say is, uh, I don't know if this is true, but in my experience with my clients and my companies in the last like six months, we are, we've been posting on Google business like every day. 
in addition to getting lots of good Google reviews. And like, I used to tell people that Google reviews with comments were gold, like it's free gold, like get them. But I found that posting on Google, like with keywords and the pictures with the words, file names, posting there on Google business as though it's like a Facebook or an Instagram, like that. Totally. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. So if you're using like a social media tool, um, like um, Hootsuite or something like that, make sure that you're posting that content to Google too. Yeah. Like I said, Google loves what you do with Google. Uh, it's not like Facebook popular, but it really helps with your SEO and, and searching and people do see it, right? You want to fill in as much as possible with that Google My Business listing so that they can see whatever's relevant, right? That those pictures that you want to use, they want to be in house. You don't really want to use stock photo. You want it to be as personal. It's okay if they're not like super high quality, but you want them to be real, right? People want to kind of see that in behind the scenes, you know, Kim Kardashian type story. I'm always noticing that the most popular or most clickable stuff has people's faces in it. And that's like an old marketing thing. It's like people want to buy from people. People, Instead of us just having a shoe, it's like, put your face beside the shoe and smile, you know, like a lot of the time they have like four or five different photos that you can do. Right. Or like a 360 tour. Nowadays you can do one on your phone. Like it's super easy and people want to see the space before they even like go in it. Right. Like it's a psychology thing. They feel like they know you already. They feel like they met you already. Right. Like anything you can kind of do to, to make them entice them to click on that, you know, that form. And you can actually even track it too now. So Google my business, if they click on that, you can actually track the traffic that is coming from specifically Google My Business, or if they clicked on an ad at the top, or if they clicked on your organic, right? So then you can really narrow it down and niche it down to like what's working, what's not. Maybe I need to focus more on my Google posting because it's producing, right? It's giving me results. And that shows up on your Google Analytics. Right. Uh, you have to set it up, like you have to track it, but uh for the most part, yes. Like with UTM links? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's quickly just tell them what UTM links are. Cause we do have five minutes. Okay. You think that's a five minute thing or should we leave that for next time? Yeah. I kind of feel like it's not. Let's just not. Where can people find you? How can people follow um, you? Follow me on social media. Yeah. Where? Go to my website on uh, inspire marketing media. Uh, Facebook's probably the best one right now. LinkedIn's pretty well. They're pretty much all the, all good, but um, okay. but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm working on a course. I just haven't, I, I need to make it more of a priority, but um, yeah. Been, all the notes I wrote, that should be a good start. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I really do. Like I pretty much just have to do like the actual step-by-step videos, but, um, but yeah, shoot that to me and I can, I can give you guys, I have a couple documents too on like how to do this and then you don't have to go and like figure out where it is and Amazing. You just have it like right there. What a contribution to everyone who's listened. If anybody missed this, this is not a good one to miss. We got to push. We got to make sure we share the crap out of this because this has been truly like the most like stuffed full, like helpful advice for business owners I have ever done. I think I'm on like, I don't, awesome. I don't know, podcast number 52, maybe, maybe so oh, wow. around there, but this is by far the best. Like, thank you so much for helping so many business owners with, and like this stuff isn't, you don't have to go spend $30,000. Like they could do yeah. all this stuff. Mostly. I do recommend you get a, a good website person, but there is so much yeah. they can do on their own too. If they're just getting started or they're, you know, on a shoestring budget, or if they've right. you know lost revenue from COVID. So they need to make yeah. their stretch their pennies, but thank you so much. I, uh, 
We're going to share this everywhere and we'll get it up on the podcast, wherever people listen to podcasts, they can listen to it. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I love doing these things.